Welcome to the Mystery Junkie Podcast, where each week we are sure to satisfy your craving with some of the most intense and suspenseful mysteries. I am your host, Angela Simone. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into this mystery. The case that I'm going to be talking about today, it kind of really shook me and a few of my close friends because when it happened, um, I actually live in Georgia. So when this incident took place, when this to me murder took place, but that's just me, um, it was a very rainy day in Georgia. I believe we had like a hurricane or tropical storm coming from Florida. And ironically, like all the lights were out in Atlanta. So all we had were our cell phones and this case popped up. And I swear me, I know tons of others, people on YouTube, we were so engulfed in this story. And I actually still am. It comes up from time to time. So I thought this would be a nice intro to the podcast channel. So this will be the first episode. And today's topic is what really happened to Kanika Jenkins? Okay, so basically what was going on with this situation, Kanika's mother had just had breast surgery due to cancer, and Kanika was supposed to be watching out for her. She had a very great relationship with her mom, and on September 8th, 2017, Kanika told her mother she was going to go out with some friends. Um, She told her that they would be going bowling and then to a movie to celebrate her getting a new job at a nursing home. Kanika's mom didn't mind. She was actually happy that she was going out. So she allowed Kanika to borrow her car and Kanika left the house around 11 p.m. Well, like most teenagers or young adults, Kanika and her three friends did not go to the bowling alley or to the movie that night. Instead, they went to a party on the ninth floor of the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois. Security footage showed the group entering from a side entrance around 1 a.m. And at 1.30, Kanika sent a text to her sister and it basically told her that she was okay. Unfortunately, that was the last text that her family would receive from her. Um, I believe the group of friends shared Snapchat and Facebook live videos of the party, but it was not clear who the friends were with. And it was clear that the girls were not happy to be at the party at all. If any of you saw the footage on Facebook, it showed that a couple of her friends (laughs) seemed to me to be snakes or weren't really her friends. But once again, that's just my opinion. And that's just me basically seeing bits and pieces of footage that was put on Facebook. It is said that there were males at the party who would aggressively flirt with the girls even after they told them to back off. So around 3 a.m., the girls decided to leave the party when Kanika realized she had left her keys and her cell phone back in the room. So this is where it gets kind of fishy because some people claim the girls left her alone in the hotel lobby, while some of the others say she left um, the girls in the hallway on the ninth floor by the elevator. Regardless of where they were, all three of her friends left to retrieve Kanika's belongings from the party and they left her alone. Um, I believe they were gone for about 10 to 20 minutes. And when the group returned to where they had left her, she was gone. Now, that's crazy. You would think hotels of this size would have cameras everywhere. 
But to me, something fishy was going on with the friends and with the hotel. But the friends searched the hotel trying to find Kanika, but they had no luck. They decided to call her mom between 4 and 4.30 to let her know they could not find her daughter and asked if Kanika had went home. When they realized she wasn't home, they drove to pick up the mom, Teresa, and they brought her back to the hotel to search for Kanika for herself. She felt like Kanika's friends were hiding something, but she couldn't tell what. See, I wasn't the only one who thought that, y'all. She could also tell they had been drinking and possibly were high. She asked if the daughter had anything to drink, and they told her she had one drink, but, you know, Kanika's mom said that she didn't handle alcohol well, and that one drink could have been too much. She asked the front desk for their help, and they refused. See, this is where I would have immediately got the police involved. (laughs) But once again, like I said, that's just me. So after she went to the front desk and they refused, she asked to see the security footage or for their security officer to look at them to figure out where her daughter went. They told her only the police could look at the tapes. So that was around 4.30 in the morning. Okay, so now almost a whole three hours later, Kanika's mom, Teresa, finally called 911 about her missing daughter. But the dispatch told her that maybe the friends were lying and that Kanika could have just been passed out drunk somewhere in a random room. Me, as a mother, I wouldn't have taken that, but to each his own. And you still don't know how the police would have handled it, even if I would have got belligerent and irate with them. But the dispatcher, I guess he told Teresa to go home and relax and wait a few more hours to see if her daughter had shown up. The next day, Kanika was officially reported missing and the police began their investigation. So from 7.15 a.m. on September 8th to, I believe they said the investigation began around 1 p.m. the next day. Come on, y'all. That's too long for any person to be missing. But however, the hotel staff claimed they looked at the security footage but didn't see anything. The police searched the hotel and surrounding areas but came up with nothing. It wasn't until 10 p.m. when an officer decided to go back and look through the security tapes when he discovered Kanika stumbling around the hallways of the hotel lobby around 3.20 a.m., which is very odd because if you remember, I said the friends said they could not find her. So three friends trying to find one girl could not find a drunk African-American female stumbling around a hotel at three in the morning. That's crazy. That's why I said it was too much time wasted between 10 p.m. when the officer looked at the footage again and supposedly earlier that day when it was checked, which I don't even believe it was checked. So she appeared to be extremely intoxicated. She was running into walls and she looked confused. After this, the police sent out a second search team to look for her and follow her last known steps. Kanika had gotten into an elevator and she took it down to the lower level of the hotel where she stumbled out of it and down the hallway. She was seen walking upstairs and into another hallway at one point, and I think she also walked into the men's bathroom. She eventually found her way to the kitchen that was under renovation and not being used. Now, if you did see the footage on Facebook, it showed like the squares that were actually following Kanika, and it was crazy because it was a camera based off a movement. And on YouTube, it did show 
that there were two squares in the kitchen at the time. I don't know if the um, footage was edited. I don't even know if it was real, so don't take my word for that. So the last known footage shows her walking through this kitchen back towards the double freezer. The video does not show her walking into the freezer, but it's speculated that she opened a door, walked in, and could not find her way out. It was reported to be a double freezer, a cooler in the front, and a second door leading to a freezer area. While this kitchen was under renovation and she was not supposed to be back there and it was not in use, the freezer was still on. It was about 34 degrees Fahrenheit and she was in total darkness. The lights were not in, a, in the said freezer, but it was still running because it was currently being used as extra storage for food for an upcoming event at the hotel. Kanika was found around 1 a.m. on September 10th, so approximately one full day and probably a half later. She was found dead inside the freezer unit. She was found lying on the floor, hair messy, with one shoe on. She had been wearing ripped jeans, a cropped jean jacket, and a white bra. And unfortunately, she was frozen solid, you guys, which is crazy. Now, in the research that I was doing online, Versus the research that I saw on YouTube, there was one discrepancy between the two stories. On YouTube, they were saying that she was soaking wet. On some of the stories that I saw online, they didn't mention that. So once the police found her, no foul play was suspected. The first autopsy came back saying their investigation was inconclusive. However, later autopsy reports saying she died from hypothermia. She had some scratches and wounds on her feet and ankles that were exposed from not having a shoe on. But other than that, no wounds or markings were found. So the police said there were no signs of a struggle or a fight. Her toxicology report did come back saying that she had a blood alcohol level of 0.112, making her legally drunk, which didn't make sense, you guys. Like if her friends were saying she only had one drink, how were you beyond the legal limit? So... The police were trying to say her being drunk is also what increased the hypothermia, the onset of hypothermia. She also had a prescription drug in her system that her mother said was not prescribed to her. It was a drug used for epilepsy or to prevent migraines. It can also be used to lose weight and to control muscle spasms. So Kanika Jenkins' death was officially ruled an accident. Her mother and friends have later said they believe otherwise that foul play had been involved. And to be honest, just looking at some of the reports, I say that they probably were some instances of foul play involved also. So the family did file a lawsuit in 2018, a $50 million lawsuit against Crown Plaza for Kanika's death, um, claiming that the hotel was negligent. And I mean, I do understand that. But at the same time, you know, I believe the friends had something to do with it also. So basically, I've still been watching this case and I believe you should look into it more, too, because like I said, upon doing my research, I found so much on YouTube and online and the theories are crazy. And the research, it seems to take you down a rabbit hole. But thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Mystery Junkie Podcast. Until next time, junkies. See you later.
This has been another episode of Mystery Junkie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out each week on Tuesday for a brand new episode and a brand new mystery. Follow us on Instagram at Mystery Junkie Podcast and on Facebook. If you would like to have a mystery featured, please send us an email at mysteryjunkiepodcast at gmail.com.